Now, when I was in my 20s, I loved reading about conspiracy theories. I never bought into any of them, though. I'd read a lot of books by Tex Mars, which kind of had a nice mix of religion and NWO stuff. And I always thought it to be kind of kooky and never really bought into it. But here we are now in 2021 and we're talking about the Great Reset. And this is something people love to call a conspiracy theory. They're dead wrong. And here's why. If the Great Reset was simply just some kooky conspiracy theory, then why does it have its own website? You can go to weforum.org slash great reset and you'll find this page. If the Great Reset was simply just a conspiracy theory, then why does Time Magazine have an entire section dedicated to the Great Reset? And again, you can go and find this at time.com slash collection slash great dash reset. If the Great Reset was just simply some sort of crazy conspiracy theory, then why do we have opinion pieces posted on the Hill stating that John Kerry believes that Joe Biden is going to be the Great Reset candidate? If the Great Reset was simply just a baseless conspiracy theory, then why is the New York Times running interference for it? If the Great Reset was simply just a bunch of nonsense, then why did Klaus Schwab, the co-founder of the World Economic Forum, write this book, COVID-19, The Great Reset? It's something we need to take very seriously because it has the potential to impact our future. We need to educate ourselves on the Great Reset and find ways to push back. If you think that this is simply just a conspiracy theory, either you're being willfully ignorant or you're suffering from normalcy bias. Hey everybody, Ian Kay here, and I thought it would be a good idea to go and revisit this Hill article that I read on my Comics Division YouTube channel. Introducing the Great Reset, World Leaders' Radical Plan to Transform the Economy by Justin Haskins. Now that all my Great Reset content is being moved over to unsafe space, I figured it would be a great idea to go and revisit this article, simply because a lot has happened in the last seven months, and there's some additional commentary I have about this article. For decades, progressives have attempted to use climate change to justify liberal policy changes. But their latest attempt, a new proposal called the Great Reset, is the most ambitious and radical plan the world has ever seen in more than a generation. Now, using these type of policies is honestly nothing new. Bill Clinton did this a lot during his term. Of course, they did this big push for carbon taxes, which failed, thankfully. And of course, there's the Green New Deal that also, thankfully, has failed. At a virtual meeting earlier in June, hosted by the World Economic Forum, some of the most powerful business leaders, government officials, and activists announced a proposal to reset the global economy. Instead of traditional capitalism, the high-profile group said the world should adopt more socialist policies, such as wealth taxes, additional regulation, and massive Green New Deal-like government programs. Now, there are three takeaways from that paragraph. The first one is the fact that they have activists attending at Davos. And why is that? It's because they're going to be using activists to go and push for these 
great reset policies. And the second one was getting rid of traditional capitalism. What does that mean? Well, they want to replace traditional capitalism with stakeholder capitalism. And finally, uh, I said socialist policies. It's really socialistic policies. Yes, what they're trying to achieve with the Great Reset is leveling the playing field across the world with socialism. This is all about global socialism. Every country from the United States to China must participate. And every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed, wrote Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, in an article published on the WEF website. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. And that great reset of capitalism is stakeholder capitalism. But what is stakeholder capitalism? Stakeholder capitalism is a system in which corporations are oriented to serve the interest of all their stakeholders. Amongst the key stakeholders are customers, suppliers, employees, shareholders, and local communities. Under this new system, a company's purpose is to create a long-term value and not just maximize profit and enhance shareholder value at the cost of other stakeholder groups. Supporters of stakeholder capitalism believe that serving the interests of all stakeholders, as opposed only to shareholders, is essential to long-term success and the health of any business. Notably, they make the case for stakeholder capitalism being a sensible business decision in addition to being an ethical choice. In reality, stakeholder capitalism is a way of obfuscating all the bad things a company does. It's really nothing more than a PR smokescreen. So, for example, you have a company like Nike who uses child labor in Asian countries. Well, what do you do? Because obviously that garners a lot of criticism. Well, you hire somebody like Colin Kaepernick and say that Black Lives Matter. Schwab also stated that all aspects of our society and economies must be revamped from education to social contracts and working conditions. So why does education need to be revamped as well? Well, that's pretty easy if you think about it. It's indoctrination. The easiest way to continue to push for these types of policies and slowly boil the frog, so to speak, is to indoctrinate today's youth into buying into this nonsense. Joining Schwab at the WEF event was Prince Charles, one of the primary proponents of the Great Reset. Gina Gapaneth, the chief economist at the International Monetary Fund, Antonio Gutierrez, the secretary general of the United Nations, and the CEOs and presidents of major international corporations such as Microsoft and BP. Now, the fact that Bill Gates is involved in all this really doesn't surprise me. Literally, the man has been trying to control the world using his operating system and web browser for years, but that has clearly failed. And so he has to move on to other things such as the digital passport for vaccinations. And if you know anything about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they are really big on pushing vaccines, even if it hurts people. Yeah, nothing to see here. Move along. Activists from such groups as Greenpeace International and a wide variety of academics also attended the event or have expressed their support for the Great Reset. Although many details about the Great Reset won't be rolled out until the World Economic Forum meets in Davos in January of 2021. And being in that we're in 2021 right now, the World Economic Forum just met in Davos the 25th of January through the 29th. So they just got done meeting. 
The general principle of the plan is clear. The world needs massive new government programs and far-reaching policies comparable to those offered by American socialists such as Bernie Sanders and Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez in their Green New Deal plan. Or to put it another way, we need a form of socialism, a word the World Economic Forum has deliberately avoided using. And there we go, folks. This is what this is all about. Pushing global socialism, all while calling for countless socialist and progressive plans. And there's a reason why they don't use the S word is because they know that people will push back. And the fact that socialism has failed everywhere it's been implemented. And of course, the excuse is, well, it's never truly been done. Well, just ask Venezuela. We need design policies to align with investments in people and the environment, said the General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation, Sharon Burrow. But above all, the long-term perspective is about rebalancing economies. Now, this is where the article really does get interesting because it talks about how the coup can be used to usher in the Great Reset. After all, why let a good crisis go to waste? One of the main themes of the June meeting was that the coronavirus pandemic has created an opportunity for many of the World Economic Forum's members to enact their radical transformation of capitalism, which they acknowledge would likely not have been made possible without the pandemic. And there you have it. The coup is being exploited to push the Great Reset. Now, what else can be used as well? Think, folks. I know the article talks about it, but I'm going to bring it up right now. It's going to be climate change. And we spent, what, the majority of last year locked down because of this, of this virus? Well, we're probably going to start seeing climate lockdowns as well. Why? Because, you know... Cars, they cause pollution, which contribute to climate change. And therefore, you shouldn't be driving your car because it's bad for the environment. So you're just not allowed to have free mobility anymore. Mark my words, folks. This is my opinion. But we're going to be seeing this in the near future. These lockdowns were never meant to end. We have a golden opportunity to see something good from this crisis. Its unprecedented shockwaves may well make people more receptive to big vision changes, Prince Charles said at the meeting. He later added, it is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. As I said previously, never let a good crisis go to waste. This is something that politicians in the media are great at. Whenever there's a certain kind of mass tragedy that involves things that go boom, what's the first thing politicians want to do? They want to limit your Second Amendment right. Look at what happened on January 6th. That is also going to be used to limit your civil liberties, specifically the First and Second Amendment. And what they're going to be doing here is they're going to be exploiting the fact that people are out of work and desperate to push these policies specifically taking away private property and, well, relying on the government with UBI. You might be wondering how these leaders plan to convince the world to completely alter its economy over the long run since the COVID-19 pandemic most assuredly won't remain a crisis forever. The answer is that they already identified another crisis that will require expansive government intervention, climate change. And there you go. Climate change is the gift that keeps on giving. Why? Because it never has to end. 
You just say things keep getting worse and worse and worse and continue to use it to justify more and more draconian policies. The threat of climate change has been more gradual than COVID-19, but has its devastating realities for many people and their livelihoods around the world. And it's even greater potential to disrupt, surpass even that of COVID-19, Prince Charles said. Now, I want you to pay very close attention to the next paragraph, because what I'm about to read is going to lay out everything they're going to do to facilitate buy-in for politicians to go and push these Great Reset policies. Of course, these government officials, activists, and influencers can't impose a systematic change of the size on their own, which is why they have already started to activate a vast network of left-wing activists from around the world, who will, throughout 2021, demand changes in line with the Great Reset. Does any of this sound familiar? Because it should. It basically describes what happened in 2020. We saw riots and protests that were about a man's death. And then after a while, it stopped being about this man's death. And it started being about dismantling systems of oppression. And what are those systems of oppression? Western civilization and capitalism. That's right. They're going to be using activists to push for the Great Reset. And I will reread that paragraph again, which is why they've already started to activate vast networks of left-wing activists from around the world who, throughout 2021, demand changes in line with the Great Reset. I'm pretty sure Black Lives Matter is going to be one of these organizations that will be pushing for Great Reset-like policies. Why is that? Well, first off, the organization is indeed Marxist. And the reason why is because Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of BLM, is indeed a trained Marxist, which she lays out in an interview. How do you respond to that particular critique? Again, a loving critique from an elder of the struggle, uh, that some others share, uh, that I've even shared as well, to, to be frank, as a concern about, uh, in part because of the co-optation and, and the appropriation, that, that a, a more clear ideological um, structuring might be of some value here. But how do you respond to, to, to those kinds of, again, loving criticisms? Um, I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might... Um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. According to the World Economic Forum, its 2021 Davos Summit will include thousands of members of the Global Shapers community, youth activists located in 400 cities across the planet. The Global Shapers program was involved in the widespread climate strike of 2019, and more than 1,300 have already been trained by the Climate Reality Project, the highly influential and well-funded climate activist organization run by former Vice President Al Gore, who serves as one of the World Economic Forum's Board of Trustees. Now, Al Gore has been involved in the climate crisis racket for a number of years, Back in the 90s, he founded a company that sells carbon credits. What are those? Well, companies and countries 
purchase carbon credits that allow them to go and pollute. So it's nothing more than just a huge money-making scheme. Now, one of the things that is very funny about Al Gore and the whole thing with carbon credits is that he uses this as a way to dodge criticism. He goes and buys carbon credits from his own company to go and offset his own extravagant lifestyle. And he does this so he can avoid criticism. For those of us who support free markets, the Great Reset is nothing short of terrifying. And that's because it is. The ultimate goal of the Great Reset is the 2030 Agenda, where you will own nothing, have no privacy, and of course, you'll never be happier. Why? Because you don't have a choice, I suspect. And if you think I'm full of it, well, here is an article that was originally published on the World Economic Forum website and has been reposted here to Forbes. But this is the original title of the article. They went and changed it on the World Economic Forum website. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. And if you look at the date that this article was published, it's November 10th of 2016. So yes, Klaus Schwab has been doing this for a number of years, actually longer than 2016. Originally, they were trying to push this back in 2008 and were trying to use the swine flu crisis, but things just didn't pan out. Our current crony capitalist system has many flaws, to be sure, but granting more power to the government agents who created that crony system and eroding Property rights is not the best way forward. America is the world's most powerful, prosperous nation precisely because of the very market principles the Great Reset supporters loathe, not in spite of them. Capitalism has done so much to lift people out of poverty. Yes, there's definitely warts in the system, but those things can be addressed and we really shouldn't be throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But you want to know something? You want to know what socialist countries and communist countries do not have an abundance of? Food. Making matters worse, the left has already proven throughout the COVID-19 pandemic that it can radically transform political realities in the midst of a crisis. So it's not hard to see how the Great Reset could eventually come to fruition. Now, looking back on 2020, there has been Riots and protests against police brutality, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. And which is kind of weird about it is in areas that don't have any police brutality, such as England. Why is that? Well, it's because these activists are being used to go and try and push for these great reset changes. So if you live in a Western country, you should be very concerned. What's also concerning is that we also have politicians that want to see the overthrow of capitalism. This article comes from Real Clear Politics. Seattle City Councilwoman, we will not stop until we overthrow capitalism, replace it with socialism. Now, this type of rhetoric, which we're seeing from a councilwoman in Seattle, is in line with what we just saw in the Hill article. We're going to see activists as well as politicians, and sometimes these politicians are activists, demanding changes, demanding the dismantling of capitalism and replacing it with socialism and stakeholder capitalism. I suspect in 2021, we're going to see more and more of this, and we'll be seeing this from no other than Joe Biden himself. 
Can you imagine George W. Bush or Bill Clinton printing trillions of dollars and mailing it to millions of people who didn't lose their job? This would have been unthinkable just a couple of decades ago. Today, this policy garners bipartisan support. Prince Charles was right. The present pandemic is a golden opportunity for radical change. And if Al Gore, Prince Charles, and the rest of the World Economic Forum can convince enough people that attempting to stop climate change is also worth drastically pushing humanity towards greater government control, then radical and catastrophic change is exactly what we're going to get. 2021 is certainly going to be an interesting year. The World Economic Forum just got done meeting at Davos, and John Kerry says that Joe Biden is going to be the Great Reset candidate. We need to make sure that we educate ourselves on the Great Reset and the policies that they're trying to push. And if you haven't started preparing, now is the time to do so. There is nothing wrong with prepping. It is something that we should all do. And as we saw last year, for the first time, many people in this country saw bare shelves. And if you're not prepping, you should certainly start doing that. I have a video called 15 Things You Should Do to Prepare for 2021. I highly suggest you go and watch that video. That's all I got for today. This is Ian signing off. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Please do not take any investment advice from these individuals. Here's a fun fact from the Nobel Prize Committee. Mass graves are actually quite peaceful. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Did you know that wearing N plus one masks is safer than wearing N masks? Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.